Hello there, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. Did you know that we were released from the law? That's right. You remember the story of uh, Moses up visiting the Lord up on the Mount Sinai? And the Lord gave Moses the Ten Commandments up there. As Moses was coming down to the people, what did he notice? Well, he noticed the people failing. In fact, the first command was, Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. And so as he looked down at the people, he noticed that they had made a golden calf out of gold. And they were worshiping it. They were breaking the first commandment. The writer of Hebrews tells us in uh, Hebrews 8, verse 7 and 8, For if there had been nothing wrong with that first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But God found fault with the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. Now keep in mind that that day is now. The new covenant is here. And so God found fault with the people, not his covenant. The law was perfect. There was nothing wrong with God's law. It was like a mirror. There's nothing wrong with the mirror. It's just when the people stand in front of the mirror, now they get to see their spiritual problem. They see their sin. They see that they're breaking God's laws. They see their need for a savior. Ephesians 2.8 tells us we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, it's a gift from God. Romans 7.6, but now we have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the spirit. There's a picture of God's courtroom. As you walk in God's courtroom, he's the judge and he has his 10 commandments behind him. And he asks us the question, are you guilty or not guilty? Well, of course, we look at that first commandment and it says, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. And we plead guilty. But God, because he's so rich in mercy and grace, because he loved us so much, even when we're faithless, he remains faithful. Second Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy, young pastor in Christ in chapter two, verse 13, he says, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. So even when we forget that God loves us unconditionally, he still does. When we sin on occasion, it clouds our perception of his love for us. Also, our belief system. When we're in unbelief, he remains faithful to love us all the time. This has nothing to do with performance or behavior. So we see there that uh, in God's courtroom, he offered his son to us and we were saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. But the law only had one purpose, and its purpose was to show us a need for a Savior.
we're always lovable to Christ because he's always loving us unconditionally. You know, the identity for the believer in Christ, because of what Jesus Christ has done for us under this new covenant, we are always lovable. We are always forgiven. We are set apart people for him. We are one spirit with him. He is in us. His identity is loving. He loves us unconditionally all the time. Remember, this new covenant is not about you. The writer of Hebrews 7, verse 21 and 22 says that Jesus became the priest of an oath. With an oath, God said to him, the Lord has taken an oath and made a promise. He will not change his mind. He has said, you are priest forever. Because of that oath, Jesus makes a, the promise of a better covenant certain. So Jesus Christ has come, become the guarantee of a better covenant. You know, the worst thing to be without is hope, wouldn't you say? Pascal said there was a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every human being that could not be filled by any created thing, only by God, made known through Jesus Christ. You know, it's, uh, as I was in a care center, I noticed on the wall there was somebody had placed a piece of paper on the wall by the Christmas tree and it said the worst thing to be without is hope boy you know before Christ we have this giant God-shaped vacuum inside of us that just cannot be filled by any created thing it's only in Christ do we find satisfaction and fulfillment that God-shaped vacuum is now full in Christ the writer of Hebrews 619 tells us we have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure it enters inner sanctuary behind the curtain. So, truth abides in us. See, this hope in us that's, hold, that's for the soul is this Jesus who abides in us. Second John 2 says, truth abides in us and will be with us forever. The word abides means to live in. It's like we live in Arizona. We don't have to do anything to get there. We're already there. And so if we're in Christ, we're already there. See, that's what it means to abide. It's just to live in. And he lives in us forever, you see. So the word abide means to live in. So we could look at Second John verse 2 again, and it says, because the truth lives in us and will live in us forever, we have hope for... We have hope as an anchor for the soul. So the law could not make us perfect but the new covenant does. The writer of Hebrews chapter 7, verse 18, 19 tells us, the former regulation is set aside because it was weak and useless, for the law made nothing perfect, and a better hope is introduced by which we draw near to God. This better hope, folks, is in Christ. The law, the former regulation is set aside because it was weak and useless to make us perfect. As we draw near to God in Christ, and that life in Christ is the connection back to God, which actually makes us perfect. In conclusion, Walt Whitman said, keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. It reminded me of walking down the road one day towards the sun, the sunset, and I looked behind me and my shadow was behind me. 
as I was gazing at the sun, my shadow was behind me. Kind of reminded me of this scripture here in Hebrews 10 verse 1. The old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices, that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. Remember folks, under this old covenant, the old system, it was conditional and based entirely on what we did. In other words, man was reaching up to God through self-effort in hopes of gaining forgiveness and love. Again and again, year after year, they offered sacrifices to take away or to cover their sins. And then once a year, they would have to continuously do that. But under this new covenant, because of the blood of Jesus, we are cleansed of all of our sins. We are perfect in our Father's sight in Christ. And to serve God today is to just live in the Spirit. Living in Christ is the way a child of God serves God today. It's not a doing, but it's an identity in Christ. God bless. Thank mm-hmm. you.